0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Hometown Fresh podcast, the show that talks all things grocery, customer service, career development, and more. I'm Gracie, social media coordinator for Harps Food Stores, and today we'll be hearing from our Director of Training and Leadership Development, Bob Arthur, as we discuss the topic of mindset over matter. Bob leads our Harps Learning You program here at the company and provides associates and listeners alike with the skills they need to be successful not only in the business world, but in life. How are you today, Bob?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Pretty good. Good. Did you have a good weekend?
1: It was good. Just watched my grandson's team be real resilient and come back and win a state championship for the second year in a row, which is hard to do. That is awesome. In the top division of baseball. So it was fun. It was long, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You ready for Monday or are you still lagging a little bit, you think? I'm
1: good. (laughs) I'm all right.
0: Do you have any fun plans for this week or this weekend?
1: No, not really. I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do. I think, I don't know, I may go do a little something almost just by myself. I think it's time for me to have maybe a little personal retreat. You know, sometimes people need to do that. And I think it's probably good just for me to get out for a couple of days from around here and just go hang out a little bit and think and pray and do some stuff that I need to do
0: absolutely yeah. everyone needs a good reset mind that's renewal. right absolutely and we're gonna talk about a little bit of that today. yeah that's right we
1: are we so. are for sure
0: Our mindset is so important, and I really want to stress the effects that a poor mindset can have on a person. Not only can a negative outlook on life increase the thoughts of anxiety and depression in the brain, but it can have lasting physical effects too. Studies have shown that prolonged anger, anxiety, depression, or general negativity can increase the risk of heart disease and dementia later in life. As for the here and now, it decreases our quality of life and can have negative effects on our mental health and relationships. So, Bob, Yes. you said something that stuck out to me about this topic. The difference between who I am and who I want to be comes from my mindset. Would you care to elaborate on this a little bit?
1: Sure. You know, what you just said a minute ago is is so true. I think what happens to us in our mind, and especially as we move through life, and we have different experiences, and we don't deal with those things well, it does come out in our life physically, like you were talking about. I'm convinced, as most people know, or they do now, they will in just a second, you know, I'm in my mid 60s. And so I've seen a lot of that. I've seen some of that in my own life, where I was able to deal with it. But I've also seen that in a lot of other people's lives. And so back, to your question is really what we see in our mind's eye about ourselves, that is what we're going to be. Mm -hmm. So we set the course for our life and who we're going to end up being in life by what's going on in our mind and how we actually see ourselves. What is that internal vision that we have for our life? And a lot of people, they don't really have that there's kind of rolling through life. They're just kind of existing. They don't have something that they're working toward. I mean, even a a simple goal would be extremely helpful for someone to pursue and begin to focus on that. And so to give you something in your mind that's positive about yourself is crucial because eventually you're going to get there. Now it may not be tomorrow or next week. It might be a year or two or more, depending on what it is. But if you keep moving toward what you see in your mind's eye, that's what you will be. But it's just a lot of times people don't have what they see about themselves is not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have some of the downward spiral things that you were talking about just a while ago and so it really begins and ends right there it really does and I think if people could grasp that especially even younger people like yourself you're in your early 20s you know so you've gone through high school and college you just graduated and so you've gone through a lot of different things you got a big event coming up in your life you know all these things that are going on and we just have to be careful to not allow the negative things that we've experienced to just continue to grow and fester if that makes sense. You know oh, and, and so and a lot of people unfortunately, that's what happens to them. I've halfway throughout my life jokingly said this, but then then again I'm really I've seen it. I think there's some people who've never recovered from middle school because those are the cruel years you know what I mean the sixth seventh eighth ninth grade years that people go through in life and kids are mean or they've had difficulties or they've had an awful experience or whatever it might be during that time frame and so that sets what's going on in their mind and what they see in their mind you know mm-hmm. they believe the mean things that were said about them and it's hard for them to get over that and to recover from that and so that's what they see you and in many cases, that's what they end up being. Unfortunately, you know, mm-hmm. because they just it lands there and it never gets out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Something that my family grew up doing was we kept each other accountable for our thoughts and yeah. our words because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, and that's so right. something that we grew up doing is like if I was being negative, let's say middle school, right? And I would come home and I would say. I'm so stupid. Like, I, I suck at math. Yep. I hate it. You know, my dad would look at me. He'd go, if you say so you know mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. say so mm-hmm. and so that's something even into adulthood I think I said something over the weekend like oh well I'm just exhausted I, I know I'm gonna hate this weekend or like whatever I, I said something dumb yeah. and he was like if you say so yeah and it immediately I straightened up and I was like no you're right like
1: you know that's really good can I write that down can I steal that from your dad yeah okay absolutely. good no but really re- but it is so true mm-hmm. it really is that's really good yeah. Yeah, because again you know like you said it's the out of the overflow of our heart the mouth speak and that's what's in your mind's eye that's what you're seeing and that's what you'll be and that's what your dad's saying absolutely it's really good yeah, yeah. that's was great thank you
0: yeah and my mom too shout out to both of them okay all um, right. but yeah that's that's something that has stuck with me into adulthood and when I catch myself spiraling because it really is it's one negative thought can completely domino your oh. your whole thought process your whole self-image and so that's something into adulthood that I've had to really work on because when you don't have the accountability of your parents or whoever raised you or friends family wh- whoever it is that accountability can really keep your mind in check but when you're on your own you got to make the decision like who am I going to be and where is my thought process going to lead me
1: yeah and that's really good that you're in that type of a healthy environment and Mm -hmm. and it's still you still struggle at times
0: absolutely right
1: unfortunately and there's probably people who are listening to this today there they weren't in a healthy environment yeah and so it's a little bit more of an uphill climb for them. It's, it, oh, it's doable. There's right. no doubt about that. But, you know, it's difficult when you've had continuous negativity, like in your upbringing and then, like I said, middle school and then you have some failures. We'll talk about all that here in a little while. But, and that affects what you see. Mm-hmm. And again, what you see is what you'll be. So you've got to learn how to move beyond the negative things that you see in your mind's
0: eye. Yeah, sure. yeah absolutely my heart goes out to people who didn't have the support system that I did I'm definitely blessed and I'm thankful to have had like that sort of support right. and so but I have friends who grew up in a not so supportive environment in a sometimes a verbally abusive environment mm-hmm. and that can be so hard like because those are formative years and I always try to encourage them and say you know like I don't know exactly what you're going through because I I didn't grow up in the same environment that you did right. but something that has helped me and it has helped some of my friends is and this is something I did recently and I frequently do like when I feel like I'm kind of getting low I will sit down and I write out okay what what do I feel about myself right now what sort of negative self-image or even positive self-image what thoughts do I have about myself do I think that I'm too angry do I think I need to work on this do I think I'm dumb like whatever it is And then I will take that and I will write out, well, who do I want to be tomorrow? Yeah. Because it's really that simple. You look at it and you're like, I'm so messed up. There's so many things I need to fix. I can't get my mind to focus. It's tangled, whatever. But if you just write out, like, what's one thing I can work on tomorrow? Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so simple, but it can be really difficult. But putting pen to paper has really helped me, at least with my mindset. And so I feel like that's a good action step that some people can take if they're like, well, how do I even do that? Yeah,
1: that's great. That's really good. And what you said is so true. It's simple, but it's not necessarily easy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But if you start moving that way. Then you're on your way. You know what I mean? so you say, Okay, I'm gonna work on this tomorrow. Well, you may have to work on it for the next two or three days. Right. Uh, that's yeah. okay. You understand me? But you're moving, you know, in the right direction. And so that's great counsel that you just gave a while ago. We could edit this thing right now. Everybody'd <laughs> be good. You oh, know. So yet. I uh, have more questions oh, for you. Oh, I man. know you do, but that's how uh, you know, but <laughs> no, that was really good. I'm glad you interjected that. That was great. Thank that you. was good. Real good.
0: What does mindset derailment look like and what action steps can we take to improve our mental state and change our attitudes for the better?
1: We have self-doubt. We have low self-esteem. And our minds play it. like It's like a tape that keeps playing over and over again. And Mm -hmm. so if we allow that tape to keep playing that, that'll throw you way, way off. I mean, it'll totally derail you. And so I've I've said this in leadership sessions before, but it's like you can't erase the tape. You have to replace the tape. Mm -hmm. You know, so what's going to be on the tape moving forward? Part of that is, is you have to replace it with the right things or the positive things and for some people that's very difficult for Mm -hmm. them to do because they're pretty stuck in a low low self-esteem and self-doubt you know learning how to do that we'll talk about a couple things here that will help us do that but it's like this we can't continuously listen to our inner voice the tape
0: yeah
1: okay what we really need to do is we need to talk to it yeah you know, say, no, I am not dumb. Yeah. I, you understand what I'm saying? Preach, I, man. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, because it's usually our inner voice is usually critical. And so if we'll talk to it and replace that tape instead of saying, oh, you're such a loser. You know, oh, you failed again. See, you know, and we kind of touched on this a couple of times ago a little bit, but it's like, we're we just going to keep believing that. Yeah. Or are we going to re- talk to it and say, no, I'm not a loser. I'm not. I do many things well. Mm-hmm. And you can even start listing those things. I mean, audibly say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just say like your dad. It, write it
0: down. Yeah. Just
1: like what your dad say. If you say so. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's like, you've got to say these things. I'm not dumb. Well, I may not be good in this area, but I'm not dumb. Mm -hmm. I can learn, or I'm really good at this. You have to replace the tape because that's just part of what will derail us if we don't replace what's flowing through our minds, that inner voice, and start talking to it and replacing what it's saying. I mean, and I think we all would understand this. Another thing that will derail us is just the continuous negativity. You know, Mm -hmm. people are negative in general. We have a bent to go negative. If you listen to people for a while, I mean, it'll drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. If and I do I do listen to people and I can say oh yeah okay here we go here we go here we go you know what I mean? yeah. because they're just in a, they start going in a downward spiral I've been guilty so I haven't totally conquered this at all but I catch myself you know at times going negative I think that'll really derail us I think if we are in a, a troubled relationship whether that's With your spouse or a significant other or your parents or a child or something, that troubled relationship will derail you mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, it really will. I think the blame game, if we get to the point where we're constantly blaming others for our life, eventually we have to make a decision. Are we going to take responsibility for our life or not? Even though something happened or somebody did something in the past or whatever it might be it's easy to blame but after a while you have to say I got to take responsibility I've got to move on with my life I think one of the big things for some people and maybe many is the unforgiveness factor Mm -hmm. that they haven't forgiven someone or they don't want to forgive someone because they don't feel like that person deserves it and they'd rather blame them and you understand what I mean instead of taking responsibility and saying okay I'm going to work toward forgiving that individual even though they may not quote deserve it I mm-hmm. get that and I think most of us know anyway but the forgiveness factor is more for us as the individual versus the person who was the perpetrator who may not even realize that mm-hmm. they did something that really derailed you in life and some of them did and it was awful and so we hold on to the past and our mind drifts on all of these different things and it just becomes somewhat dark <laughs> if yeah. that, you know what I'm saying and it just keeps you in a negative state, unfortunately. And so that's what ends up playing on the tape. And it's hard for a lot of people to break through on that. So we don't want to sit here today and say, oh, this is just an easy fix. Yeah. It's a journey. It's not an instant deal. But we have to decide, am I going to be resilient or not? After this comes out, I'll have done this week, I'll have done problem-solving leadership for our stores and, well, everybody, whoever wants to jump on. And the first lesson is resilience is a choice. And it really is. We've got to decide, are we going to be resilient in life now or not. Mm-hmm. And so, and that again, comes back to, in you know, a lot about our mindset. I think the first action step to me that we have to definitely recognize is that if we're really going to lead and manage our life well, it does begin in our mindset. We have to decide, okay, my thinking's not right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to choose to be resilient, right? And I'm going to begin to move forward in the right direction into where my thinking process is healthy, is where it really needs to be. And it's not there now, you know what I mean? And so I think that's really the first and most important step is to A, recognize that you're off and then B, say, okay, I'm going to do something about it move forward and I think there's a lot of different things that can be done but it's like we need to look at we have a big emphasis in life on being a quote successful person. Success is a pretty broad deal and so how do you know if you've ever really arrived and have truly been successful? I know people who've had a bazillion dollars and they haven't been very healthy people and so I think we need to look at it as more it's the journey more than the destination. That's a healthy way to look at things. When you say, I'm not there yet and I don't know we'll talk about that in a minute but it's like just realizing you're on the journey it's a continuous journey but hopefully on your journey it's you are getting better and better mentally in your healthy in your mindset mm-hmm. that kind of thing but it, it takes time to develop that I think we need to learn there's a certain area that you're dealing with like maybe you are really dealing with anxiety really bad or whatever it might be. Well, there's lots of resources that you could tap into. There's things you can listen to, there's things that you can read. There's probably 200 podcasts out there just on anxiety alone. I mean, yeah. I don't know that, but you understand yeah. me, man. I think it's finding those things that are in the forefront, the stuff that you really know, man. I am messed up here.
0: Right. You know? Yeah.
1: And begin to start learning about, okay, what's the healthy way to deal with that and build that into your journey. I think Another big thing is how do you start your day? How does an individual start their day every day? Do they get up and they're already mad? You know, they're they're upset. They got anxiety and they're hungover because they drank too much from the night before because they're trying to drown out what's going on in their mind and in their heart and all that stuff. I mean, people experience this all the time. You know, yeah. but it's like, how do you start your day? Can you take some time for some reflection? Can you take some time for some prayer or meditation? Or, you know, if you're a spiritual person, instead of just getting up and making up and going, can you take a few moments just to settle, read something for five minutes that could be healthy for you, that you can begin to apply toward your day? I mean, these are things, just steps that can help you move in the right direction to help you. But I think we need need to set a focusing on the past and lamenting over the past. We need to learn from it. Yeah. What lesson did I learn here? Who do I need to forgive in this situation? Whatever it might be, those type of things are real healthy and can help us mentally move forward in the direction that we should go and Mm -hmm. and who we should be.
0: Yeah, I have so many thoughts about everything you just said. (laughs) One thing I I think I do want to point out is I think for a lot of people, I mean, our mindset determines our life. We've kind of Mm -hmm. established that. I think a lot of people in wanting to change their mindset, wanting to change the way they live their life, be a more positive person, be a harder worker, be a higher achiever, whatever it is. Maybe you've struggled with being angry or being Mm -hmm. impatient or being ugly to people. Maybe you've, I mean, maybe you speak before you think. And Mm -hmm. so maybe your coworkers think you're not very nice. All kinds of things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of people struggle with having that inhibitor, having that wall of, okay, well, maybe I can forgive them for how they've treated me, but there's no way they're ever going to forgive me. Mm. Or like, I can't just walk in. I know people are probably listening to this right now and being like, I can't just walk into work tomorrow and be a different person. If I walked into work and was all cheery and how are you? How was your weekend? And I've never done that before. They're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to go and they're going to talk about me and be like, what? got into hurt. whatever it is I think a lot of people struggle with how they maybe in the back of their mind think this is how people view me so I can't be this other person mm. I can't improve because I'm already viewed this other way oh now,
1: absolutely I think again what do you what are you seeing as yourself as being you're that's exactly right. what you're talking about yeah you know now if you came in probably real positive for three or four days in a row they may say you know something's going on but it's it's an awful lot better than it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah. no but you're right because we're so concerned about what other people think about us. And so many times we project on to other people what we think they think about us, yeah. which may not be true. You know, and this one lesson I did, I have, I have this statement. It's right here. It says, and many of the obstacles that we have in life are much larger in our mind than they actually are. Mm -hmm. you know and so sometimes what you just said really reinforced that it's funny just it kind of blows it up a little bit you make it a much bigger deal you know it's like i remember heard this one time i don't know how long ago it was but it was like this is so true because we think about well what are are other people going to think about me yeah and uh, i remember one guy said to me he said they're not thinking about you yeah the only person they're thinking about is them Mm-hmm. They're thinking about themselves, just like you. Yeah. And I said, that is so true. And it is true. They're not thinking about us. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about us as much as we think because they, they're they preoccupied with themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to encourage anyone who may be thinking, I can never get to that point. I could no. never become that person that I'd like to be, but I don't feel like I am, or no. I don't feel like I could be. You feel like you're so tangled and messed up and whatever. I just want to encourage you. You can be that person. Yeah, I can. You're the one telling yourself that you can't. And if you look back a year from now and go, why didn't I start then? Who could I be if I'd started then? Yeah. It's a process. Just like anything, it's going to be ugly, probably at times. And it's going to be hard. You know, learning a new hobby is hard. Mm-hmm. Untangling your mind is hard. You have to choose what you're going to allow to be hard. Are you going to struggle through your current tangled mindset and just continue to struggle through that hard? Or are you going to pull up your bootstraps and struggle (laughs) with the hard that is untangling your mind and is becoming that person that you want to be?
1: Yeah, it's good. And and I'm going to throw this in. I think we all need to understand that when we, Truly make the decision to be resilient, begin mm-hmm. to change our mind, to change the direction of our life. In many cases, you're going to get the most resistance from the people who are closest to you. Mm like your family and your friends. It's even like you said, even your coworkers, like you were talking about a while ago, they're saying, hey, what's going on with that person? You know what <laughs> I mean? And yeah. so many times people have really tried to move forward in life and change their life, but they believe the voices of the people who were closest to them. They said, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. we already know who you are. You see what I mean? And so people say, yeah, that's probably right. And they don't move forward. So we need to be aware of that. You would think they would be the ones who would be the most supportive and the most encouraging right? But in many cases, they're not. They're the ones who, they don't, I don't even think they realize what they're doing, but they're holding you back, you mm-hmm. know, from transforming your mind, renewing your mind, so you truly understand. Really, and let's touch in the spiritual a little bit, okay? It's like we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The result of that is, is then we can really know and understand what God's will is for us mm-hmm. and have an understanding of what really should happen in our life. But Mm -hmm. that happens when we get transformed as an individual and it comes from renewing our mind. And these are the things that we're talking about today that can help us recognize what's holding us back, where we're stuck. If we can transform our mind and become a renewed person, if that makes sense, you know, or renew our mind and become a transformed person, it's kind of one and the same. And I think most people in this company know that I'm a faith-based guy. I've, I certainly have my shortcomings, there's no doubt. And it seems like the older I get, the more shortcomings I realize that I have, seriously. But God really does want the best for us when he can help us move us into being the person that we were designed to be and that we were called to be. But that all comes back to what's going on in our mind, what's playing on the tape, yeah. <laughs> you know, taking I mean,
0: every thought captive.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's, there's just a lot. It is the truth, and it's, it's available. You know, obviously for everyone to do that. And again, we do some of the things we just talked about a while ago. It sets up an environment where that can happen for you, where your mind can begin to get transformed and renewed. So, yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And I I know we have a list of questions. That's We're right. just going right yeah, now. Yeah, it's all good. But I did want to touch a little bit on you saying like the people closest to you mm-hmm. will often hold you back.
1: Mm-hmm. They will. Um,
0: and something that my fiance's dad actually says all the time is people love to see you do well, but nobody wants to see you do better than them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so maybe it is apparent. Who Uh, maybe they raised you in a negative environment, not building you up, maybe tearing you down even. Mm -hmm. And you're at a point in your life that you're like, no, I'm not stupid. I'm not this. I'm not that. And you're wanting to replace those thoughts with positive thoughts Mm -hmm. that are true about yourself. And maybe that parent is like, I raised you. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I raised so exactly you.
1: exactly what I'm saying.
0: And mm-hmm. like, don't think that you're going to come walk into my house and that's them not wanting to change. They see you changing and it's making them feel guilty about themselves. Sure. They're having to check themselves and they don't like it. Yeah, sure. And they're so, um, they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, of encouragement, hopefully, to people that are like, "Well, maybe, maybe this is stupid. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this." No, you sh- you should. That's right. You just it's, you're gonna have some pushback sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's it, there's no doubt. Expect it, mm-hmm. but you can move beyond it. You know for sure.
0: Absolutely. Okay, I've got another one for you, Bob. Fire away. How can we rewire our brains to default to a not yet mindset rather than an "I failed" mindset?
1: Well, here's a couple things we can do one. We need to look at that differently from the simple fact saying, okay, I failed. So apparently I'm not there yet. Yeah, You see what I mean? Failure is not final. Failure is not fatal, right? And it's something that just because you have failed at something doesn't mean that you are a failure, all right? But uh, it's hard for people to get that way, to think that way. If we can just put in that perspective saying, okay, yeah, I I didn't do well there. I failed, but I'm not there yet. When you have it in your mind's eye that you're going to be there, you know, maybe it's a goal. Maybe it's something you're trying to get done, something you're trying to accomplish, a skill you're trying to learn, like you talked about a while ago, whatever it might be. And you say, okay, I'm not there yet. I've tried this. I've just failed. So, okay, fine. Then you got to find the strength, right, to be resilient, choose to be resilient, and just go for it again. And that's a lot of times that's where the resistance will come. Mm -hmm. Now, people will say, well, see, you didn't do it. You know, that kind of thing. We told you, you're wasting time, you're wasting money and all that stuff. But deep down in your heart, in your mind's eye, you're seeing what you want to be and who you want to be. You get the resistance from the many times it's from those who are closest to you, as we talked about a while ago. And I think it's just flipping that switch just a little bit. In your mind, meaning failure is going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're not going to master whatever it is that you're wanting to be, saying, you know, I'm really working on trying to be a more patient person. You're probably going to fail in that more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> but after a while, you start working on it. If you're a spiritual person, you pray about it, or you take a few minutes in the morning, like I suggested a while ago, and you say, you know, I really am determined. And I need help to be patient well then all of a sudden you get a victory and yeah. you did it. But it, maybe you have a setback because your coworker or your significant other or spouse set you off and you blew it. Okay, I failed today, so I'm obviously not there yet. Absolutely. If we could just add so I'm not there yet. Go ahead and acknowledge that you failed. Okay. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then just, and I think if we can train our mind that way, it's simple. Like talk talked about earlier, it may not be easy, but if we could just start moving that way, just to add the phrase beyond, yeah, I failed, I messed it up. Mm-hmm. goofed up again, whatever it is, but I so saw I'm not there yet. Now you've got some hope. Now you've got a little bit of encouragement on the tape that's playing in your mind to help you move forward, to have the strength to try again and to maybe look at something differently. Maybe you do need to learn something new. Maybe you, you need to do some additional study. Whatever it is that you're dealing with or what you're working on or what mm-hmm. you're trying to get done, I think it's a minor switch mentally mm-hmm. to add, I'm just, I'm okay, I'm not there yet. Yeah. So if you fail and you say, I knew it, I was a failure, I'm a loser, and you stop right there? Well.
0: If you say so. If you say so. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. And that also has a lot to do with confirmation bias. If you already have a bias about yourself. That's right. Well, I'm dumb. And then you make a mistake at work. You're like, well, that just confirms what I already thought about myself. Mm -hmm. And like, those opportunities, you have to find positive confirmation biases. Maybe you think, well, I'm I'm dumb. I'm so stupid. Like I could never, whatever. You're going to replace that with, no, I'm smart. I'm capable. I'm I a getter I just go-getter. haven't learned
1: this yet. I just
0: haven't learned it yet. Mm-hmm. And then keep trying. And maybe you fail seven or eight times, but then you complete whatever task it is that you're trying to complete. Okay, Use that as confirmation bias that you're smart.
1: Yeah, that's right. And those victories can really launch us forward in the right direction. I Mm -hmm. mean, they really can. You know, we should work toward those. I think so many times, Gracie, people, they're expecting life to just be easy. Mm -hmm. And it's not. No. It's not. But you could still live a healthy life and be the person that you're supposed to be or you're designed to be in the midst of difficulty. Mm -hmm. And it's usually in the difficulties is where we grow and where we develop again, but it comes back to our our thinking process and what's going on in our mindset and how we're approaching these different types of things or how we're navigating through things. So it doesn't mean that you're not going to have any trouble or it doesn't mean that you're not going to have some negative things going on or you get a battle going in your mind between the being positive and negative and it's working through those things to where you win those battles and you get some victories along the way and you grow as a person and you develop as a person and then may be okay for a while but then something else may come along how do we look at it how do we view it in Mm -hmm. our mind's eye. It's easy to go back to the things we talked about that'll derail you, you know what I mean? Or are we gonna take the time and pause? That's real important because it helps us get the perspective that we need in order to be able to move in the right direction in the midst of something that may be a challenge Mm -hmm. or something that has happened that's unexpected or whatever it might be. I don't know anybody who's had an easy life. I really don't. I haven't met anybody. I have known people who have had nothing, hardly anything, and people, like I said earlier, they've had an abundance of money, but they just are just not healthy people, you know. And I have know some people who have had an abundance of money who have been healthy people, too. They've got a good perspective on it all, and they've done well with it. You know, again, it comes back to what's on that tape. What yeah. is continuously flowing through your mind, and mm-hmm. what is being replaced on the tape? Remember, you can't erase them. You don't want it to be blank. That could be a disaster. so you need to replace the tape I know we've talked about some things that can help us get there for sure
0: Absolutely. I'm about to ask you another question, but you kind of said something that I wanted to just add a little thought to. Okay. But we were talking a little bit ago about you're going to get pushback from your family Mm -hmm. or friends or Mm -hmm. whoever. Yep. And one piece of advice that I think I've learned from experience, and if my family is listening, I'm not talking about y'all. Love you guys. But um, one thing I've learned from experience is when you start this journey, be careful who you share it with. That's good. Because if you tell someone, you know, like, I really just feel like I want to work on being patient or I want to be more giving or compassionate or whatever it is. And then you, maybe you fail the next day and you lash out on that exact same person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If they're not the right person, if their heart is not for you and for your victory, they're going to turn on you and go, maybe you snap at them and say something ugly. They're going to go, I thought you were being more compassionate. Right. And that, hurts. Sure. And that makes you feel even worse than if you were dogging on yourself. Now you have somebody else dogging on you too. And they know the journey that you're trying to go on and that can completely derail you. Mm -hmm. There's no
1: doubt. And And now in relation to that, I think what you said about having someone in your life that you could call them maybe a mentor or an accountability partner or something you'd mentioned that's that's good that you brought that up because if you can find that individual that you will give them the permission to ask you the hard questions. Mm-hmm. You know and that's hard. Oh, yeah, it sure is. You know, but if you can find someone like that, that could be huge for you. I don't know who that would be in your life. You know, finding a mentor is not real difficult. You can find someone that you have respect for or someone that you already have a good relationship with, and you tell them about the journey or you say, you know, I'm really trying to work on some things in my life. Can I get with you every once in a while and just bounce some things off of you? Mm -hmm. If you approach it like that, and most of the time they'll say, well, sure, yeah, of course. Then the relationship, the accountability relationship or the mentor relationship begins. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It kind of begins that way. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think it can really be helpful. There's a ton of truth to what you said, finding someone that can help you. And you have to be selective. You yeah. said it may not be the coworker right next to you, but it mm-hmm. could be. You know, like I mentioned, maybe you have a former teacher in life that you really had a lot of respect for and had a great relationship with, or maybe a former coach, or maybe you've got a supervisor, or, or someone, or a friend of your parents, or maybe your grandmother, or right? I maybe mean, somebody that can help get you through. So yeah, I know I took off on that for a while, but no, you know, you're good. No, that was great though. I'm glad you brought it up because it, it's real important. It Mm -hmm. really is to get someone to help you through the journey for sure.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk about the pause and I'm interested to hear about this because I don't think that I've heard you talk about this before. (laughs) Um, But what does it mean to find the power in the pause?
1: There is great power in the pause because it gives you the right perspective. Something happens. You have a setback. You really blow it. An unexpected event happens and what we normally will do is we will normally emotionally react. Mm -hmm. And it's in that emotional reaction, that's where the mistakes will come. We will say things, we will do things that we shouldn't say, that we shouldn't do. We don't have the right perspective. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this can understand what we're talking about, because I know we've all experienced that. But if we could just step back and take a pause so i'm talking about that pause could be 30 seconds that pause could be three minutes that pause could be three days mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying to so step back and get perspective what's going on What's the opportunity that's happening here? How do I really need to respond to this situation? It settles us and Mm -hmm. keeps the emotions to a minimum. You can still step back and get the pause. Take time to pause before you really jump forward. You could really derail yourself if you don't do that well. Mm -hmm. You could really set yourself back. And so it's like the more that we can just stay in the present, if you win the lottery... It'd be a real good idea if you paused about 30 days before you started spending money. You does yeah. that make sense? I mean, yeah. ser- I mean, seriously, those type of things, you know, things that you just don't want to allow your emotions to rule your mind and then ultimately your behavior, which could really create some regret mm-hmm. in your life, derail you, as they said, or set you back. And so step back, take a pause, think it through, see it, what's really going on here. What's really happened? What's the truth associated with it? And then you're able to respond, maybe not perfectly, but you'll be able to respond better. You know what I mean? Not hurt yourself or someone else along the way.
0: Yeah, one thing I've had to learn is you can't rely solely on your emotions. No. Like people say, follow your heart. And I'm like, okay, with your passions? Sure. But if you're just following your heart around willy-nilly about everything, if you're... Trusting your emotions for everything, like, it can get you in trouble. Oh,
1: yeah. And
0: I don't know what you know about John Gottman. He's a communications specialist. Like, he did a lot of studies on couples and how they argue. Mm -hmm. And he could predict with 91% accuracy whether a couple would divorce or not.
1: Hmm. Uh, based
0: on how they argued and I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent but I have a point he would bring people in and he would study how these couples argued and then he would write down what did they do that was positive what was negative and then he would go back and look at the traits of the couples who were still together and the ones of the couples who divorced and one thing that I learned in one of my classes actually in school was about emotional flooding which you're kind of talking about, our bodies, when we get excited, when we get angry, when we're sad, we have a physiological response. Yep. And so every time you have an emotion of any kind, you have to take that pause. Mm -hmm. You're being emotionally flooded all the time. And so you have to take even a little bit of a pause, a three-second pause even, just to ensure that you're acting out of logic and not out of emotional flooding because that floods so many hormones and chemicals, whatever, to your brain Mm -hmm. to where you may not respond in a way that is the best way, I guess. No,
1: you're exactly right. You know, I used to say this a lot, still do. One, our emotions don't know the difference between truth and error. Mm -hmm. You can start thinking about something that's not true and you can can all of a sudden sense that your emotions start getting worked up or you start thinking about that hypothetical conversation you're going to have with someone (laughs) and your emotions start working, right? Uh You know, okay, they do. Okay. So I always say what's going on in your mind does go down into your heart and then it comes out of your life. You either speak it or you do it. It really does come back to our mindset. So if we're drifting in the things that can derail us... And that does put us in the position to where our emotions will rule, whether we're responding to something that's true or not, doesn't matter. Or we begin to renew our mind and we begin to replace the tapes with healthy things that will in turn cause our emotions to not be so easily in the forefront or you know, to lead us and guide us. And that's where the pause can come in. If you've been replacing the tape. This is good. So you can tap into that during the pause, like you were saying, to where when you respond, you're, you're more logical, you're more objective, you're less emotional, you're calmer. In, of course, it depends on what's happening. And I understand that, you know, yeah. but we're talking about in general here, overall, it's usually if something negative happens that usually involves like another individual. That's where most of our stress and difficulty happen in life more than events. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have some events along the way, but it really is a reflection ultimately of what's going on in their mind. And then boom. Y- yeah. You know, it's out. So I uh, know that's a good word. Now, some people, the way they're wired behaviorally, if you're a patient person in your behavioral structure, your personality structure, your temperament structure, whatever you want to say it, well, then you can do the power of the pause better than an extroverted person. An extroverted person's gonna usually just blah, right? And I'm one of those, so I have to really be careful. Um, what,
0: like extroverted people yeah, aren't ex- as patient oh, as Oh, exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. Extroverted people, most of the time, are not patient people at all. Uh, people who are dominant in their personality are not patient people. Really, they're, it's pretty low on mm-hmm. their scale. But if you're a patient person or if you're a very like a detailed, structured person, safe like an accountant or an engineer or something like that, they can do better in this area. Their challenge is is they'll drift more into the self-esteem issues and real negativity about themselves. And it's very difficult for them to get out of those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but dominant and extroverted people, they'll struggle with the pause more than the patient and... And what we call like conforming people. And that's a variable. And just in relation to what we're talking about, that really we need to have an understanding of who we are and how we are wired because that will help us tremendously in this area. You know, so I'm going to say this. I'm just going to say it right here so people will know. Look, we have what's called a merit profile that we give to a lot of people. We usually give it to people who are store department managers or potential managers, manager trainees. But, you know, if somebody's listening to this and wants to do the merit profile because it will help you better understand yourself significantly, they just need to contact me and I'll put them in one. Oh, you cool. Know?
0: Is it like a test that they can take? Yeah, it's or? assessment is okay. what it is.
1: It's not really a test. It's more of an assessment. It doesn't take long. It takes probably 15 to 20 minutes, and it's an online thing. And then uh, we send the results back and along with a tutorial on how to really read the results and to where you have a good understanding of who you are. Because a lot of times people don't understand how they're wired, mm-hmm. and which does affect their mindset. Or they'll say, you know, my mom used to be this way and I said I was never going to be like my mom and look at me, I'm acting like my mom. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: It happens to people all the time. And that's because of the behavioral traits or the temperament makeup that we have. And so if people are interested in that, we'll help them out. Absolutely. I've got a bank of those that I can draw on, but it could be part of the journey as far as being able to have a healthier understanding of yourself. And it's really good. Mm-hmm. They can email me here. My email is b A-R-T-H-U-R at harpsfood.com. Send me an email. I'll yeah. help you for sure.
0: Cool. I can link your email in the show notes. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Good. Great. Good. So I've got one more All question right. for you. It looks okay. like, right. and I feel like we may have already covered it, we but probably I'll go have. ahead and yeah, go ask, ahead. It. ask away. All right. So what do you suggest for someone struggling with their own self image or self worth? And how can we begin to dig ourselves out of that negative self-talk mindset and renew our minds to feel refreshed, positive, and optimistic?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think we've probably <laughs> touched on a ton of that, you know, yeah. already today. But unapologetically, I'm I'm, going to say this, God highly values everyone Mm -hmm. and actually loves them more than they realize. He wants us to be healthy physically, of course, but really mentally and emotionally, probably more so because the first part of what you're sharing at the beginning of our time today about how the physical challenges and the physical diseases that we get many, many, many times are rooted in emotional things that are stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, they're stuck in our subconscious mind. We don't even realize it, but it's affecting our body. And so, you know, God knows we live in a negative situation, but I'm convinced he wants us to still be healthy, like you said, or or be positive in the midst of it. And I know I could talk on this for who knows how long. (laughs) I don't need to. If we can get that in our mindset to realize that God is for me, not against me, if you can start there, it helps set the tone as far as being able to renew your mind and become transformed as a person. If you take the power of the pause in the midst of that, you know, I mean, those type of things can really help us in our mental, in our emotional health. He can give us a vision for our life. Mm -hmm. He can plant in us what we see is what we will be. Yeah, I know we dove here into the spiritual realm. But again, like I said, people already know where I'm at anyway. But yeah, you huh? know, and, and I know it offends people. I totally get it. I understand. I get all that. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I respect people for that, their thoughts and you know, everybody is deserving of dignity and I've taught lessons on all that. But this is what I know, even from my own personal journey. I've been through a valley for a while now, and I'm starting to come out. And so this lesson I've had to apply to my life hard, you know, over the past three years now. But I know it still comes back to that. I know it just comes back to we are greatly valued and deeply loved. And so, like you said, it is refreshing the way you finished the question. It it is refreshing. It is positive. We can be optimistic. It doesn't mean that we're going to be problem-free, as we talked about a while ago. But it does mean that we have someone who's for us as we move forward on the journey. You know, and so, hey, if you send me the email for the merit profile, or if you want to understand more about that, and I'll be glad to talk about that too. You know, help someone have a good understanding of what it means. Took off a little bit. I took off again, didn't I, Gracie? I've been known to do this, you know? And so, I have
0: to. Yeah, well, I'd like to add to maybe yeah. you are a believer, maybe you aren't, but if you're still here and you aren't, I would like to just emphasize I think Bob and I are both coming from a really great place when we do talk about the Lord and we do talk about, hey, like this works. This, like, if yep. you don't have an advocate, if you don't have an accountability partner, you don't have a cheerleader, there, There is one. One. I know him. Um, And so I don't want anyone to think that there is ill intent or ulterior motives or genuinely. I struggle when people ask me, well, I'm struggling with this. What do you do? And in my head, I'm like, well, I pray and I, I go to the word and I do that. And so I don't know how to answer with an earthly answer when I'm trying so hard to have a heavenly mindset. Yeah. And so Uh, I just, I wanted anyone to know that maybe isn't a believer. Maybe you're on the fence. We are for you. Bob and I are for you. (laughs) (laughs) Even though if we may not know who you are, we're for you. The Lord is for you.
1: Yeah. I'm going to add to what you just said. Is that okay? Absolutely. We are not here to offend anyone. Mm -hmm. We're not here to make any assumptions or accusations about people. We don't even know who's going to listen to this. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And and I'm going to reinforce what Gracie said. We're for you. We want the absolute best for you. And we know where that's available. If we can help you, great. But, uh... We know that that's really the core of what we're talking about today. Yeah, we've uh, tiptoed a little bit. We have, we have. And I I think sometimes you have to in a corporate setting, but Kim has been very open about his faith. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about that. The guys who lead our company are faith-based guys. That's where they're coming from in their life. That's driving a lot of the decisions that they make, you know, that kind of thing. So I know we've covered a lot of territory today, haven't we?
0: We have. I think we've given some practical tips and some spiritual tips and all all of the above. So I I
1: think it's all part of it. We encourage you to take what you really connected with in this podcast, whatever piece of it, take it and apply it to your life. And you'll be glad you did. And like I said, if we can help you, if you want a merit profile, if you want to ask more questions or whatever it might be, you can holler at me, reach out to Gracie and said, I agree with what Gracie said a while ago. We're for you. We're not Mm -hmm. against you. That's for sure. We're for And we want the very best for everybody who works with us. There's going to be people outside of Harps who are probably going to hear this too. So we're for them too. Yeah, we are.
0: Absolutely. So we covered a lot of ground today. And I know Bob gave us a lot of insight into how to renew your mind. Some of you may be wondering, I know we talked about action steps, but maybe you're still kind of like, what does that mean? What do I do? What can I do right now? So Bob has some questions and I just, I encourage y'all to maybe write these questions down and when you have time, answer them honestly. And getting pen to paper really helps. So go ahead and answer these questions. What do you believe about your ability to improve? What are the best beliefs you have about people? What are the worst? And what do you believe about your capacity to influence? And Bob wrote, the way you experience the world is impacted by beliefs and beliefs impact mindset. That's a good word. Well, Bob, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast today to talk about our mindset. The way we view ourselves and the world around us can define our entire lives, and it's important to remain in a state of constant reflection and renewal. If you're still listening, thanks for tuning in today on the Harps Learning You show, and make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hometown Fresh channel and check the description below for more information and helpful resources related to this episode.